we know that uh, we have only one being that is omnipresent. And that is God. God is everywhere, but nobody else is everywhere. And also we have one being that is omniscience, all-knowing God. And we all know also that the devil does not know everything. He knows what we allow him to know. Even the Bible said that if he had known, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. That means taking Jesus to the cross, he had no clue of what was about to come from the cross. So, the devil is not all-knowing. That means what the devil knows about you is limited. He doesn't know everything about you about your destiny, about your life, about your future. What he knows is so limited. But thank God we have a God that knows everything. Thank God we have a God that knows everything. What's, what's this? What's, what's the name? Yes. Don't be afraid. I'm not about to embarrass you. What's your name? Huh? Favor. Before I leave here, come, we'll join hands and pray for your sister. Your, some issues in your family is bothering you. God will turn it around now. Okay? Please. Because there's an angel standing behind you. Come, come. What is she doing? There's an angel standing behind you, and that angel just told me, said, remember her and the family. There's something that will happen to your sister. There's going to be a settlement and also finances for your family will be settled. What actually, I won't tell you what happened because that will catch up with one of your uncles. Anyone that placed a curse on your family, we will not kill the person, but we return the curse in the name of Jesus. Holding you as a point of contact, favor will come upon your family. Stand up. Look at me. In the next two weeks, you'll see what will happen. So, so, let's get back. So, the only person that knows things, everything about your life is God. But there is something that I want to unveil. Every time God speaks to you, God reveals something to you about you. I want you to understand one basic thing. Not only that you heard what God said. For example, I just spoke to her at the mind of God. 
Of course, you know that the devil is not happy with what God is about to do in this family. So what's the devil trying to do? What's he going to do? He will try to frustrate this word, but he cannot. Because as I have spoken over your family, I will make warfare on behalf of your family. To make sure that this word comes to pass. That in the next 14 days, you will hear news that will shift the direction of your family. So every time God speaks by prophecy or by revelation, I want you to understand that the devil knows about it. He didn't know before God spoke, but he heard while God was speaking. Every time you talk about your plans in life, I want you to know you are not the only one hearing it. There are people around who hears. Even the devil hears. And the Bible said, the enemy came but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That means every time the devil hears or discovers where God is taking you, his desire is to kill that thing. To stop you from getting there. To bring confusion into your life so that you don't get into where he has destined you to get into. This is not something we can stop him from doing, at least for now, because that is his job. That is his nature. Until Jesus comes, the devil will keep doing his job. But until Jesus comes, we will keep occupying. We will keep keeping him out of our affairs. How can we do that? I'm going to show you tonight. Every time God releases a word of prophecy over your life, the word today is this. You need to contend for that word. When God says greatness is yours, you need to contend for that word. Because we are in a season the devil is contending to make sure that every promise that God has for you doesn't come to pass in your life. But God forbid after tonight, every delayed promise over your life will begin to find expression in the name of Jesus. You see, the, the amen is not strong enough. How do I know this? If you go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18, it made that clear. Paul was giving instruction to Timothy. That instruction wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. And if Timothy needed that, also we need it. Look at what the command. He said, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. So today I'm committing the same charge to you. Charge means command. This I give charge. This charge, this command I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee. Let me use a better English because KJV is somehow word with English. These prophecies that has been spoken about you. What are prophecies? Prophecies are not just when a man of God stands before you 
and says to you, this is what God is saying. Prophecies are every promise inspired by the Holy Ghost. That could also be the ones you read from the scriptures. That is a promise. When you read from the scriptures and it says, the boundary lines has fallen for me in pleasant places. That's a prophecy for you. He said, ah, I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. So, whenever you study from the scriptures, a promise, that's a prophecy for you. Whenever you see something from the scriptures talking about your future and you claim it, or we, the way we say it, we, we lambano it. That's a prophecy for you. But whenever you say the boundary lines has fallen for me in pleasant places, as you are praying that prayer, the devil hears it. So what would he, is he going to do? He will try to make sure that you don't get there. And Paul knew about these antics of the devil. That's why he said to Timothy, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went forth before on thee, that thou by them do what? My test war. A good word. So what do you do with prophecies? You warfare with it. That means every word from God you don't warfare with, you don't get it. The reason many people are being delayed in life is that they are sleeping on the word God gave to them. God said you are going to be a great man of God. You went to sleep. I said God's time is the best. God said, you are going to be a very rich man. You entered your room and locked the door and began to say, hey, loco, hey, loco, hey, loco. No, you didn't do anything about it. You are going to end poor if you are not careful. What do you do with God's word? You make war with it. What does it mean to make war? Not to fight like the way we know it. You have to contend for what is yours. When I came to this nation, God said to me, I've given, I've given this grace this nation to this grace. He goes, go in and take it. I mean, it did not come by me sitting down at home and saying, I have taken the nation in the name of Jesus. This nation belongs to me. You have to step out and contend. All the attacks on your life, all the persecution in, on your life is a sign there is something the enemy is trying to stop you from getting. So we must stand as a church. It's time to stand in your true height. Every great destiny, there's always an opposition. But you must contend for what God has said concerning you. When God said you're going to be great, he didn't make mistakes. When God said you're going to rule over nations, he didn't make mistakes. Though you may not see the results, though you may not see, it doesn't look like it. When he said you're going to be rich, though right now you find it hard to eat even one square meal, that does not deny the fact that God spoke that word to you. It's time to rise and contend for what God said concerning your life. Because one thing I'm sure, God never lies. If he said it, he would do it. It may not look like it right now, but he will do it. He may not look like it right now, but he will get there. It's time to stand on your true height. The kingdom of God suffering violence. And the violence, take it by force. You better, you better start taking something by force. You don't have to, re, you don't have to just, just give up. And yesterday while I was praying, the Lord said something to me. He said, a lot of my children are giving up. 
people are being attacked here and there. Now, listen to this. Attacks is not really about you. Attacks is about your purpose. Whenever the enemy comes against you, I want you to understand something. It's to stop you from going to the next level of your life. Watch this. How do we contend? As I round up. How do we contend? There are two things we contend with. If you go to verse 19, he said what? Holding faith. The first key. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Sometimes when you celebrate me like this, I just sit down. I begin to remember when I came here 10 years ago. It's 10 years now. March made it 10 years. Can I, can I say something to you? I've faced battles in this land. Attacks in this land. I've come to the point, some points, I say, let me just give up. Let me go somewhere. Let me go, I'm, I'm a PhD holder, so I can always teach anywhere. I can do other things. But God always says something, you are not of them that draw back. You're not of them. Every time I faced challenges, God always, always says to me, son, I have taught you, you have to contend for what is yours. Contend for your destiny. What is fighting your finances can't kill you. The reason you are still alive is so that you can contend for it. And the time has come for you to stand and say to the devil, enough is enough. What God said over my life, I hold on to it by faith. I'm not going to give up. I hold on to it. I'm not going to let you take my joy. I'm not going to let you take my plans. I'm not going to let you take my business. You've got to make up your mind, church. Because this devil is stupid. He's dealing with people. And people are easily giving up. But you don't have to give up. He that has promised. He that has promised. He's faithful. He's faithful. So don't think you are going through what you are going through alone. You are not going through that alone. You can pray through. If you can pray, you can win. I'm just sharing with you one of my secrets. Prayer. I don't talk much on the outside, but I pray. That's why in the midst of threats, I am standing like Iroko. Unshakable. Because I know my place in prayer. If you can pray, you can win. If there is something you are going to capture today, it's not how you talk. It's where you talk that matters. It's not talking. Go on Facebook, fight one. This one, this one. It's not how you talk. It's where you talk. 
What makes a general is how many battles you have faced and you have won. And God is building you. Many of you here, I see nations being delivered to you. And I love what God said to Jeremiah. When he said to Jeremiah, I have given you nations. If you go to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10. He didn't just give him nations and kingdom and said to Jeremiah, now go and sleep. That wasn't the instruction. That wasn't the instruction he gave to Jeremiah. He said, see, I have this day. Look at somebody say, this day, the Lord has given you cities. If you are here in Cyprus today, it means the Lord has given you Cyprus. He said, see, I have this day set thee over the nations, over the kingdoms, right? Many times this is where we stop. God has given me over nations, over kingdoms. But God did not give him over nations, over kingdoms to go and sleep. He gave him instruction how to take over those kingdoms. One, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, then to build, and what? To plant. That means when God gives you a place, there are some things that need rooted out. There are some things that need pull, pulling down. There are some things you need to work. Now, one thing I love about this instruction is this. You notice that the building and the planting came last. Before the root out. After the root out. It means... There are certain things you cannot build in your life with certain messes or mess surrounding you. If you want to plant, you first clear the land, right? You uproot the wrong trees. You, you till the land so that you can plant well. The same way if you want to build. You never see a man building a house on top of a tree. Except it's a tree house. That means if you want to build, you first clear the land. The challenge with many of us is this. We have not been able to build anything in our lives simply because there are so many things we need to uproot. Probably friends. Probably a mindset. Probably a way of thinking. Probably certain things that God has been speaking to you. It is time to uproot this. Uproot means something that is already rooted. That means while you are uprooting, I don't know how many of you worked in a farm. We, worked in, we used to work in the farm. When my, my papa says something to you, he said you have to uproot them from the, so that they don't what, grow again. That means when you uproot something, you make sure the roots came with it. There are certain people you don't disown or you don't tell them, don't be my friend. You uproot them. You make sure that they are coming back is impossible. So that your building can be effective. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. There are certain actions, addictions, certain things in your life. You don't have to manage them. You have to uproot them so that you can effectively build in the place God has given you. This is an instruction. Now, the question now is not, how can I do it? Don't worry, come on Thursday. You are not going to pray. Pray, I will pray you. We will break through. Until as you are walking out, your miracles will be showing forth. Phones will be ringing. You'll be getting instant results. Why? Because you are now willing to contend 
for the word of prophecies that has gone out over your life. Look at somebody say, get ready. You see some people here, they are just here six months. And they start talking. What do you know? What do you know? You know nothing. As long as this nation is concerned. And the most dangerous thing for you to do is to run amok or to run around a nation which you have no roots of. You blow yourself out. How many of you here have been 10 years? Let me know if I have my mate. 10 years? Anyone here? If I say one year, two years now, most people... I have seen people come and go. Where are they? Before you leave this nation, when you leave, they will know somebody left. You won't leave like, hey, you, you know that brother? They say, oh, which one? That one I used to wear jeans. That's a tall like this. That's what they will know you for. Hallelujah. Contend for what is yours. I want to give you an instruction. It's not my instruction. Prepare yourself on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. How can you do that? You can choose to fast while you pray. The church is in a very sensitive period. I'm speaking to you as a prophet. We are in a very sensitive period. The devil knows that his time is short. And he's trying to stop as many possible, as many people as possible. While I was praying yesterday, I saw some things that I will only share on Thursday because we don't have time. This is not a time for you to play with your life. I'm telling you. It's not the time. I know you have heard Jesus is coming soon many times. Like we went to preach in U.S., an old man of 72 years. We went to him and he said, Jesus is coming soon. He told us, he said, look, since I was 12, I've been hearing that. Now I'm 72. He's not coming anytime soon. He told us, clear. The last 60 years. I've been hearing that. It's called, it's not called, but the truth of the matter is that one day he will be soon. And you don't know that day. So this is not the time. God is looking for young people he can prepare as soldiers that he can send to nations. He's looking for them. His eye is to and fro, running over the earth. He's looking. Are you going to be that person? God will use. God bless you for celebrating me. But many times people have asked me, what's the secret? Prayer. Pray. Leave all the ephesio na prayer. Prayer. One thing you can't take from me, prayer. If 
you don't see me outside, I'm inside praying. Because only when you know what is trying to pursue you, you know how to pray. I understand how the devil wants to take me out. I understand how he hates what I'm doing. So I understand the importance of praying. Not because I feel like, because I have to. When you understand where you are going and how the devil wants to stop you, you know that prayer is not a choice. It's something you have to do. Pray. 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 That is the key. Pray. As you pray on daily basis, receive victory. No matter how difficult it looks. But gradually, gradually, from cutting egg meg into three places with mayonnaise and ketchup, that's my testimony. Some are laughing at me. In 2008, I used to cut egg meg. Many of you, you know egg meg? Say amen. Say amen. I know you know what egg meg is. Not bread, not dano. Egg meg. The one that they I will cut it into three places. One in the morning, one in the evening, one at night. With mayonnaise and ketchup. Then with Lipton and milk. That's what I will eat morning, afternoon, night. Had three jeans. Two and one trouser bongo. With one green shirt. Don't judge a man's harvest until you have seen his seed. Don't judge it. Until you have seen a seed. Don't judge his harvest. You have no right to judge any man. Harvest. Until you have seen a seed. Pray. That is the key. Men always ought to pray. And not faint. On Thursday, we are going to pray. And I believe that many people here, you begin to see God move wonders. It took me 10 years. It will take you one year. It doesn't have to take you 10 years. God bless you and keep you. I love you.